Welcome to Black and Brown, a podcast where three black guys get to share their love of bourbon. We talk about current events, we conduct interviews, and good old-fashioned shit-talking. Our hosts, Bill, Anthony, and Delvin, will keep you informed on what's going down with that brown. Welcome to the Black and Brown Podcast. I'm your man, A. Cover the Plug. We're back in the building with my guy, Dub H. Stevens. What's going on, cousin? That's the voice of the silverback yes, right sir. there. And I got Delvin Joyce, the people's choice. What's the deal, fam? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? What's going on? And, jo- and joining us from the great state of Ohio, where they just made a vote to legalize the puff puff pass. Oh, really? Yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, oh, they I didn't, did. I didn't yeah, see did. that. Yeah. yeah. So, so bro, bro hub is going to be totally different now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just legalized what was already going on anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, that's everywhere. Though, they just so. they decided to get tax revenue. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Exactly. So, so the government's jo- dipping their hands. Yep. Yeah. So join us from the Bourbon Hunters podcast is, uh, is our guy, Dude Pool and Brett Bryan. And Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> there we go. To watch. <laughs> man, man, this is great because I mean, honestly, these are some of the first people that that I think we met that also had a podcast on Instagram, right? So in right. that Instagram Bourbon community, mm-hmm. um, you know, I actually was a listener of their podcast. Yeah. And I'm listening one day, and and they start talking about the Black and Brown podcast. And I think it was Dude. Oh, serious? Yeah. And he's like, man, they got a great podcast. He got my name wrong, but it was all good. I think he called me Melvin Joyce or something. <laughs> that, that tracks. That's about right. <laughs> but but so this is, this is definitely a full circle moment to have you guys on. Yeah, yeah that's for dope. sure. Uh, thanks yeah. for having us first off. Um, just to clear anything up. Brett and Tyler don't listen to podcasts. It's just me. So. Oh, okay, cool. So you do the research <laughs> and you report back to the camp. Yeah, I do the editing, all the preparation, all that stuff. I listen to it five times as I'm editing. I'm sure you guys know how that works, but yeah, no, they don't. They yeah. don't. That's, yeah. You and I can he, talk about he that. He definitely <laughs> does all the like work. Brett, do you at least listen to the Bourbon Hunters podcast? On occasion, I do. It's when I, it's just all about having free time. It's like when I do yard work or something like that. I'll listen to podcasts or do something. Stop shaking your head. No, I do. <laughs> I listen to some weird nerdy shit too that I just can't help myself. Like I listen to some like Neil deGrasse Tyson oh, and I'm wow. just, I just kind of all over with my podcast. Yeah. Oh, that's way out in left field too. That's dope. And by the way, it's a good thing that Tyler's not here because we get to keep our PG rating, I think. Cause Yo, Tyler, yeah. Cause, cause I was listening to your last episode and there was a few F-bombs on there. I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> yeah, about we, we, the river starts flowing and the river starts flying. We do tickle with that, <laughs> that MA rating a little bit. But you know, it's funny. I was listening to one of your, one of your last few podcasts when you did the, uh, the Blanton's flight, which is really interesting to me. It was interesting to me because I was like, I got to go check the dates on my bottles, right? Mm. So I was checking my bottles, and the one that struck me the most, you guys had a 2019, right? So yep. I, I went in my stash and I found one from around that time frame, and I was like, might have to crack it. Oh, really? You got a 2019? No, I got a 2018. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, but, wow. but I don't know how good mind, it'll yeah. be, man. I was just like, ah. Yeah. All right, so so I'm behind. So what was the uh, what was the logic on the 2018, 2019? So, so they they did a Blanton's flight. They did a regular Blanton's. They did a Blanton's gold, right? And mm. I think you guys had a, a was it a Japanese release Blanton? Uh, straight from the barrel. Straight from the barrel, right? But yeah. but the one that hit them the hardest was that 2019. And I was like, damn it, I want to taste that. And I was like, wait a minute, let me check my stash. You know uh, what I mean? So okay, we might have to do a so, little something. Yeah, and the reasoning behind that, Jason from the Mash and Drum kind of fed us in on some of this information, but apparently as of late they have not been aging their Blantons nearly as long just so they can keep up with you know the the actual demand for Blantons. So what used to be six to eight years is now supposedly, and I don't know this for sure, like anywhere from five to six years. 
Mm, that, that might explain. So I heard on, I think, your last episode, Tyler was saying he was in Kentucky and they had Blantons for days. It, even, even at like noon, they still had a bunch of Blantons, right? So that's, that kind of that checks out. Yeah. They, so at the distillery, and you guys have been to the, the distillery. I know yeah. on your uh, Black Bourbon run and everything, you guys go down there. But um, you know how they rotate through their allocated uh, bourbons. Mm-hmm, Bland, mm-hmm. Blands is usually one of those. And on that day, they just tend to keep pulling it out on carts all day long. They just don't run out of it. So, Damn. But do you think that, do you think, well, of course it's opinion, but do you think that hurts the quality if they're releasing younger spirit? I mean, we do, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry, Brad, I'm taking over. You can talk in. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> I, that's just been my personal experience as well, right? It just has like a little bit more youthful taste to it. It's not as, um, it doesn't seem as like viscous or robust kind of anymore to me. Because mm-hmm. that's when I can tell like there's some age in there, right? You get like that viscosity, that thickness. Yeah. And that's kind of my wheelhouse with stuff. So that's just my experience. Well, that, that makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. But anyway, we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We're going to get into that. But, you know, when we welcome people to the podcast, we like to ask them, first, we'll go what you do. Then, Brett, we'll, we'll let you transition into it. We'd like to ask you, what was that gateway that made you fall in love with the Brown? Dude. Dude. Oh, I thought you said Brett first. No, right? I said, I said, dude, you can answer first. <laughs> okay. And then Brett can follow up. <laughs> but I, it's purely it was, up to you. I was biting you. my tongue. <laughs> um, first? No. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, for me, it was... It's it's tough. There was two phases for it. There's the college days, you know, the Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, mixing it with Coke, that kind of stuff at the clubs, you know, going out dancing, things like that. But then uh, I went through a bout where I had a little bit of a medical issue. I was taking uh, a medicine for my arthritis and I couldn't really drink anything, yeah. um, you know, just in case my liver swelled up and stuff like that. And um, then once I got off of that medicine, I started trying to figure out something else to drink. I'm not a huge beer guy. Um, I like, as I call it, piss beer, just your Miller Lights, Bud Lights, stuff like that. Um, so Aquafina is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Barley and hops flavored Aquafina. <laughs> and, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was looking for something different. Uh, I didn't like frou-frou, like mixed drinks and stuff like that. So a buddy of mine started turning me on to uh, bourbon with ginger ale. Mm, and so I just... Okay. I, yeah, and then... Uh, uh, Tyler and all, Tyler and I figured out that we both like bourbon. We went to a bourbon event together, and um, that's kind of where the podcast, kind of the origination of the idea. It didn't really start then, but that's where the idea came from. Um, but that that event, they only served it neat, and I was like ready to puke every time I had one. I was, <laughs> you know, the reflux, the coming back up, and so I was like, I got to learn how to drink this neat, and. Uh, so I started drinking uh, a little bit less ginger ale, a little bit less ice, and then now pretty much all I do, unless I have like a mixed drink, like an old fashioned or a, a Manhattan, I'll just uh, drink it neat now. So, dope, nice. You arrived at the mountaintop. Yes, sir. Welcome, yeah. welcome. <laughs> and you said college? Where was college? Uh, Ohio State. Oh, the, oh. the Ohio State. Oh, okay. The, oh, all right. Guys, we'll, local we'll, guy. We'll, we'll circle. We'll circle back to that one. We'll circle. <laughs> I, I sense. I sense there's going to be some drama. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Brett? So uh, my bourbon drinking kind of started in college as well. So I went to school in Kentucky. And so that was kind of a new, like bourbon was like a, a big thing down there. What's and cool? I was in a, uh, Moorhead State University. Yeah, everyone hey. loves that, Moorhead. <laughs> best hats. Oh, yeah. The best hats. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's about an hour east of like Lexington, about 50 miles east of Lexington. Um, but it was great down there. And I was in a fraternity and I'll never forget, like someone bought, brought a bottle of Jack Daniels and they're like, we don't drink Tennessee whiskey in here. You drink Kentucky bourbon. Oh, and like, yeah. that was literally a big thing. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. You could drink Jim Beam, whatever. Um, a big one, whenever the alumni would come into town, like, right. Alumni had the money, you know, they would bring a bottle of maker's mark. And like, that was a big thing, right? You know, you're this young kid. You're like, look at the wax on the bottle. That's so cool. <laughs> and you know, you hear the stories that they're all hand dipped. And, and so like, that's kind of my first introduction to bourbon and, you know, and I would continue to drink it and I went to, to craft beer as well for a while. And then one day I was like, you know what, I'm going to buy myself an expensive bottle of bourbon. And so I saw this red one on the shelf and it said Russell's reserve and I didn't know what that meant. And so I picked it up and, you know, I was trying to force myself to drink it neat, like throughout the years of like, you know, bullet and different stuff. But then I drank that one neat and I was like, there's something about this one. It oh. just it just was like this like completely different flavor. Right. And I think that's kind of where my love with like Russell's Reserve, you know, fell in. Wow. So what was the flavor? Was it was it because the silver bag gets vanilla on that? Yeah, with right. a small batch. With a small batch. Yeah, a small yeah. batch, yeah, yeah. Not a single barrel. You know, it was one of those things at the time with that Russell's Reserve that it was just the single barrel, I should clarify. Yep. It was just so just just like this. I could, it was so complex, right? I, there were so many flavors going on that I couldn't pull them out. But, you know, today now, like, obviously I get it like that, that dusty peanut that you get. Um, I'm a sucker for a Warehouse K, Russell's Reserve. Like, those are always, like, oaky and tobacco, but there's some, like, um, some, like, toffee or, or butterscotch, like a Werther's Original. You know, you think of your grandpa having, like, a Werther's Original. That's what those kind of remind me of. Very nice. He said, "He said, dusty peanut." No, no, no. I mean, <clears throat> I'm I'm stuck on like I, I'm always fascinated when people actually check for specific warehouses and Rick House, <laughs> right? Like, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. the warehouse oh, K and Russell's Reserve. <laughs> I don't warehouse know. K. Oh, I mean, what's the what's the specifics of Warehouse K? If you can enlighten us and the listeners, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not. I think that's the one that gets the most sun. I think right. And, and I don't know nearly as much about this as, like, say, Jason does, but uh, he's the one who's given us a lot of information. So you've got your Camp Nelson grouping of uh, warehouses, and then you've got your Tyrone grouping of warehouses. So, like, Tyrone K, uh, that's, a, that's a big one. Um, you better call then, Tyrone. <laughs> you better put something <laughs> on a package. <laughs> so basically just different locations, different elevations, some near the river, things like that, just different effects from the elements that are surrounding them. Mm -hmm. And they just kind of tend to bring different expressions and then also the the location inside the rickhouse just you know the height inside versus outside those types of things um and i don't mean outside in the elements but outside, <laughs> outside edges we're all urban dictionary holder yeah, card we, holders i mean i i get it i just i've just never been like man i love everything from like this specific warehouse so i mean warehouse I, k floor two I know there's levels to yeah, it, literally yeah. levels. Yeah, right? yeah. Nice pun. I, I honestly need to start paying attention to like, all right, yeah. I had this pour, yeah. and it was here in this rickhouse, yeah. and now I'm checking for that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if my palate is that sophisticated yet. <laughs> right. You know, you know what? I mean, the single barrels, you know, because I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm a big fan of Russell single barrel picks as well, but I don't know if I, you know, check for the warehouse when I get them. <laughs> yeah, you know, long, you know, as long as they drop, I just pick them up. Yeah. Because there's Seriously. some things like the batches well, are favorites. Yeah. yeah, but what we've done is, mm -hmm. and this is where it started becoming evident to me, because I I had never noticed that before either, but on our show, we'll bring on four different Russells in an evening and go through them head to head to head and just compare them, and there'll be different, you know, Rick houses, different uh, floors, different things like that. Um, you know, and not only that, but there'll be different, you know, uh, bourbon clubs like bourbon enthusiasts or mash and drum, his, you know, club. Yeah. Uh, and, and we'll compare them. And that's when we start picking up some of those different things. Like he said, the dusty peanut. And I think 
you know what he means by that. I saw. I think it was. Uh, <laughs> it was that you uh, uh, plug that was not understanding that. That was basically like the dust on the outside of a peanut shell, basically yeah. that or peanut brittle like kind of. That's right. what we mean. Like a, a baseball game, right? You got that bag yeah, of yeah. peanuts from a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I get it. it makes that more sense now yeah, when you say yeah, it. When yeah, you say yeah. like dusty peanut, I'm like, like an old peanut. <laughs> yeah. Did that, did that joint hit the yeah, floor? Found <laughs> in, in the couch cushions. <laughs> That's cool. That's dope. So, do you guys find that you can get the Russell single barrel picks more often in uh, you know, you know, where you guys live in Ohio? Because no. I mean, we don't really get them dropped down here that much. So we don't either, unless OHLQ, which is similar to the, you know Carolina down there. Uh, it's a you know control state. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But sometimes OHLQ will do them, but I get them from being part of clubs. So like Bird uh, Enthusiast is, it, they get a lot of Russell's picks. Gotcha. Nash and Journey, uh, they get a lot of uh, Russell's picks. So that's pretty much where my steady flow of those come from. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Gotcha. But but Same Ohio sees a lot of Weller, right? Because bro, well, I, the, oh the my two, gosh, yeah. You get the antique and the Special Reserve. We don't see any of the other ones unless it's lottery. Man, I was I was up there. I came up to Ohio for some work, and and somebody had turned me on to the OHLQ, and I was hunting. I was burning up gas trying to find those joints. They're like, oh, they're at this store. They're at this store. I'm there. I almost met nothing. you at the Century Bar. I almost met you there with uh, Rudra, but he got sick. Rudra got sick, man. Yep. Yeah. At the last minute, I was just I heading out the door. I was like, dog, are we meeting? He was like, well, I don't feel well. I was like, well, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Rona. Well, it's all good. So, so I think I missed. Well, like, so I think I missed it. You said uh, Special Reserve, and uh, which other Weller you guys get a lot? Antique, antique, and, oh, one okay. seven. Oh, yeah. it's the mecca. It's it's it's, it's funny. Oh, we just get antique all yeah. the time. And he says it so casual. Like I'm listening to the podcast. He's like, these are hard to get, but Weller is like around the corner at the drugstore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. It's yeah, crazy. Special reserves everywhere. The, the antique drops off the shelves a lot faster. Yeah, and I think that's because people are flipping a lot of them. Is why. Yeah. Um, People but come across usually, the state borders to yeah. buy them, and then they flip them and sell them. Yeah, wow. And somebody like, on their uh, podcast may have plugged a couple out to uh, to to us at some point. By the way, <laughs> well, so, you know, that's a good look. Good, I, look, I good look about. about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you guys currently hunting right now in in the in the bourbon game? Because you guys are the bourbon hunters. Yeah, bourbon so, hunters. So I want to hear this. It's in your name. Yeah, it's yeah. in your name. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, at this point, and I'll let Brett. He probably hunts more <laughs> than I do now. Um, being unemployed has definitely uh, affected my hunting game. But Bro, you ain't never lied. That changes the game a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I think because we're so close to Kentucky, I, like I haven't really been hunting nearly as much. Hunting in Ohio is completely ridiculous. You have to get in line at four in the morning on drop days. Um, Ohio just changed their rules with all the Kroger and Giant Eagles do all of their releases on Saturday now. Oh, wow. So they'll get their special reserve, reserve and antique. So you, what used to happen is there would be different days of the week for different Kroger and and uh, different days of the week for different Giant Eagles. And then Giant Eagle got moved to Saturdays, and it went really well for them because people couldn't just hop from place to place throughout the week. And then Kroger just did the same thing. So now Kroger and Giant Eagle, you can only get their drops on Saturday, which means now it's not a work day. So everyone is in line. People are getting in line, setting up chairs two in the morning. I, and I'm just, I'm not part of that. Oh, yeah, man. No, nobody crazy. wants to do that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Is Giant Eagle a grocery store? It is. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I That's think interesting. They're related to something you have down there. A couple of the higher end grocery stores that you guys have in uh, like North Carolina, South Carolina. I can't remember their name, but Harris Teeter. Um, Maybe a Publix. Yes. yes. Yeah, Publix. Hey, Wiggly. Yeah. Harris Teeter. It's the Harry Teeters. Yeah. I think Harris Teeter and Giant Eagle are the same company, I think. Harris Teeter, okay, cool. So, so Brett, yeah. since, since dude is saving all his money for vacation right now, what are you out there hunting, man? 
So there's not a ton I'm hunting either. I think part of being of a member of a couple clubs that really helps and that cuts down on on the hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to say I don't also kind of hunt online for some deals and stuff. So right now I'm trying to find one of the Elijah Craig barrel proofs, the C923. Mm-hmm. That thing, yeah, is I just got un- it. Yeah, real. I just, yeah. I just have you tried it. it? Yeah, of course I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one thirty-three. You see him yeah, stuff? He's like, like, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it about two weeks ago, man. A friend of mine found it in the east of North Carolina. Oh, oh really? Yeah, Von goes found it for me. Oh wow! Yeah. He, he only found one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he found <laughs> me one. Hey, <laughs> choice, choice, teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork. Send it to us. Yeah, yeah send right. it to us. <laughs> That's dope, man. Looking forward to trying it. Dude had me hunting a, a couple of weeks ago because he stopped into one giant eagle and he was like, hey, they have Toasted Barrel just sitting on the shelf, just sitting out here, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Uh-huh. And so he grabbed one for me and I was like, shit, and I'm going to run around town. So I did and I, I grabbed a couple of those that were sitting out. So those are really hard to find for us. Yeah, really? yeah okay. Toasted Barrel yeah. pretty. Yeah. I, I'm just going to say, man, Giant Eagle might be the worst name for a grocery store I've oh, ever heard. Sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, what? Like, who names their grocery store Giant Eagle? Well, <laughs> they were they replaced another grocery chain that went so out of business. So Piggy Wiggly is better? Yes, because <laughs> no. they sell pigs. Like, like, right, you can get bacon, you can get ham, you can't get yep. eagle. How about Win Dixie? I mean, that's, How's that name for you? You could, you might get eagle. You could get some eagle. <laughs> nah, man. We, we used to have Big Bear. That used that was another yeah. one that was absurdly named. Like that was an know. Ohio chain. Yeah, oh, Big wow. Bear, huh? I'll take yeah. Big Bear over Giant Eagle. Bro. Giant <laughs> Eagle is just like the dumbest name. I'm sorry, man. I digress, yep. but I don't own any stock, so you're not you're not offending me. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> all right, all right, fellas. Before we get into the rest of it, you you've listed it to the podcast. Um, so, what are you guys both drinking tonight? And you know, with our podcast, with the palate that knows, we like to know what you get on the ear. So, music, genre, movie, etc. So, dude, keep the same rotation. You first, and then our guy Brett. All right. Um, well, as you guys probably could have figured i'm drinking middle west spirits mm. but it's our it's our pick that i sent you guys a sample of yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um, wow I've, I've still got a little bit left of that and um i i love it it's you know i think in your uh, run of the show thing we have done a lot of barrel picks um with other groups and different places on invites and different things like that but this is the only one that we've done for ourselves mm-hmm. and it for whatever reason it's near and dear to my heart it's i'm really biased toward it i i just think it's outstanding but I don't, it, it's one of those I, I don't know dynamic bourbons to me that gets you gets you going if you want to get going but also can let you stay mellow if you want to you know be mellow mm. just kind of sit around for the night and maybe just watch some shows or listen to music or something um so for me ghetto boys uh, damn it feels good to be a gangster <laughs> <laughs> but there's a, there's a specific line because when I drink this, it, it, uh, we we picked it, so it, it kind of makes me feel like uh, you know we had something to do with it, even though we didn't. You know, we didn't we didn't age it, we didn't distill it. But there's the uh, you know, and it's the president uh, verse, and he's talking about because uh, now I got the world swinging from my nuts. That's that's <laughs> like that line. <laughs> that line right there. I'm just like that's how I feel. That's dope. Uh, yeah, that song is like in one of my favorite movies, man. Office Space. Office Space. Oh, oh yeah, when, when, he's, when he's in the car. Yeah, in the car. <laughs> and the guy in the walker, and the walker's going faster than him because he's in traffic. Yeah, I just love when he rolls up the window or <laughs> like, turns like, it down. When he pulls up next to this other uh, black guy driving beside him, and he turns it down a little bit. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> that movie just hits on all levels. I love so it, fun. man. Yeah, it's a yeah. great movie. 
I love that. And I think that was our first introduction in the Middle West when he sent us that sample. That, it kind of put us on the map of Middle West spirits and what yeah. they were doing. He sent us the yeah. whole bottle. Yeah. yeah. Now, was yeah. that the one yeah. that you uh, that you blind with a TSR's pick? I did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer. Yes. I mean, you were slightly biased. Yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, OJ. <laughs> yeah, OJ told me to ask you about that. He was like, "Yeah, man, ask him about yeah. that blind again." <laughs> yeah, he asked me when I, I, I met him at uh, Middle West a few yeah, months no, ago. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I was, will say, man. I mean that that put us on the Middle West. Oh, 100%. And bro, I've been a fan ever since. 100%. Huge fan. Yeah. Huge I remember fan. the day I had when when I when I came to your house and you gave me some of it. Yeah. I was, oh yeah, it was good. Actually, I gave you the rest of their bottle. Did you to give take it home with you? Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. And, and, oh, wow. and by the way, so um, my favorite expression from them right now is the Oloroso cask finish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. man, nah, I man. love that bottle. Now nah, that sherry cask for me is is hitting. Oh. I so love the, the dark. There's a local nickel. restaurant group here in Columbus called Cameron Mitchell Restaurants. They have like 20 restaurants around town. They're celebrating their 30th year anniversary, and so they picked a Columbus distillery. Uh, to do a single barrel series and they picked Middle West Spirits and they did a single barrel of all uh, of the Oloroso uh, wheat whiskey and uh, a single barrel of the sherry uh, bourbon um, and they did it cask strength and I had those the other night and the Oloroso wheat whiskey was phenomenal I mean I love bourbon and I love the sherry finish but that Oloroso was just out of the park they knocked it out of the park wow I'm gonna have to reach out to a guy I know all right, yeah. Brett, you got big shoes to fill, man. <laughs> you got to top that one, man. So we, what are so, you drinking? What are you getting on the ear? I'm drinking the same thing. I am. We okay. kind of planned it that way because oh, it seemed appropriate, right? Kind of seemed effort. appropriate. That bottle kind of all brought us together and everything. Shameless I love club. that bottle for a couple of reasons. Um, one, it was the first pick, like dude said, that we did, and it was a lot of fun. And I remember when we when we sampled that bottle, I was like, this is the one. Like, this is the one. Um, <laughs> I'm a big person on mouthfeel, you know, like viscosity and thickness, and it just has that good tongue coating and viscosity. Pause. Yeah, pause. Yeah. This guy from Morehead State it, is coming out with the questionable statements. <laughs> <laughs> No. And, and when I think about like, like that what thickness, it brings, though, you know that thickness, man. That, yeah, that. it is. When he's talking about his mouth experience and the, and the, the thickness, and all, yeah. now, and all now, now I see going, where the dusty going, nuts Brad. came from. Keep, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Don't, don't stand up. I understand you're excited. It's okay. No. Um, and so when I think of it, I think about like I'm relaxing. I'm outside, sitting around a fire sipping this bourbon and uh there's a song out there it's called something in the orange it's by a, an artist named zach bryan no relation to me same last name and i think about just like like hearing that song being outside seeing a sunset drinking my bourbon forgetting the day's worries and just like vegging out man that's not as dope as ghetto boys but yeah. we'll, we'll give you yeah. no, I, like, no, I like zach bryan yeah. i like, I love it. I like yeah. zach yeah. bryan yeah, yeah. It, it's not your morgan wallen uh, delvin but it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. close that's close. a good song yeah. too something in the orange that's a good song man the fire yeah. and bourbon dude, goes go hand in hand for sure facts yeah, that's, yeah, man. that's dope that's crazy so tell tell us and the people more about um the bourbon hunters podcast how it started <laughs> what, what what your intent was and you know um the focus of it as you guys uh kicked up the mics so I'll take this one, Brad, since you kind of joined in a little bit later. But <laughs> I'm going to get myself a pour while you talk there. Demo- that's, Demotion. That's He's heard this like 20 times. But <laughs> for me, I mean, it wasn't anything as cool as you guys, you know, trying to bring awareness to like, you know, uh, the black uh, uh you know, people getting into bourbon and not like you always talk about and joke about Hennessy and all that stuff, you know, having, you know what I mean? Like, I I love that. That was one of the first things I connected to. I was like, that's really cool. You guys are really, you know, putting out, you know, a 
a good message out there trying to bring people's um you know the industry awareness to mm -hmm. black people in the industry and stuff like that i love that oh. um we aren't anything close to as cool as that we just wanted to, <laughs> we just wanted to hang out once a week and I, I started a podcast with tyler because it gave us an excuse to just uh slow down have some bourbon um you know hang out together and we had no idea that it was even going to become as popular as it did i mean we did no marketing we've just been i guess word of mouth i mean i don't know um that was really the the how selfish you, reason how did you guys meet uh tyler and i uh so tyler is an Olymp well he's not anymore he's a sales guy now but when I met him, I own a CrossFit gym, and he was an Olympic weightlifting coach at that gym. Okay. And, oh, wow. Uh, if, so we just kind of hung out. He coached my son in Olympic weightlifting, and it was a funny joke because my son and him are like – look like they were picked out of each other's buttholes. They just – they're like <laughs> twins. They – Sorry, that's a my no, dad's phrase. No, it, I don't it, know if you guys heard that. It basically tracks with the the peanuts, the mouthfeel, <laughs> right, the dusty exactly. nuts. And we're exactly. on the more head state. We're there. Same line. Um, same line. <laughs> but they were just like two versions of each other. Like I would look at Brylan. I'm like, oh my gosh, Brylan is going to be Tyler in ten years. And so it was just funny. They would bicker and argue like brothers. And uh, and then because he was coaching Brylan all the time, I would I just would go over and hang out with him and talk to him and. And uh, we found out that we both like bourbon, and it just kind of became a thing. So, oh, that's cool. and you guys um, found Brett panhandling on the street and just decided yes. to bring him in, or yeah, we found Jimmy Brett. So he looks so, like he yeah, carry bags. I, let, let me let me do this, and I'll hand over you over to you, Brett. So Tyler was going to start a family. Uh, got his he slipped one past the goalie with his wife, and um, <laughs> so I knew I had about nine months or so, unless you know something else happened and he had a does everything else different than everyone and uh, had a smaller gestation period. But, uh, I knew I had about nine months to figure out someone to come in and, uh, you know, be part of the podcast where he wasn't going to be able to, because he was a, a new father. But, uh, so that's where Brett came in and Brett was also a member of my gym. Um, but it ended up being that Tyler's wife didn't want him around nearly as much as he thought. <laughs> and so he never really had to take a break. So nice. <laughs> nice. So three gym rats. That's dope. Yep. That's dope. basically it. Go ahead, Brett. I don't know. You can talk oh, about just, your origin story with the podcast. I figured you just saw this like giant nose and you were like, wow, he can probably smell things really good. <laughs> the schnoz. <laughs> the schnoz. Yeah, the schnoz. Right. Yeah, Are you going like, to get the schnoz going or what, man? I mean, come on. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's been talking about it for two bad. years. I know. So I, I'll definitely like have it blasted during the bourbon trip this year. I'm just going to spam that account big time. Um, sometimes I just forget about it. I just forget to like take a picture and I'm just, I don't know. I'm bad about it, but definitely going to blast it on the bourbon trip for sure. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. That's dope. I always think about his nose and Costanza when in Seinfeld, when he became a hand model, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Brett could be a nose model. <laughs> no, yeah, not that's quite. funny. That's funny. Well, you know, you guys did a, you know, you know did a barrel pick with, uh, you know, with uh, Middle West. Is there any other, you know, uh, you know, barrel pick that, that you guys have done with um, any, um, distilleries other than uh, Middle West? And how do you guys go about doing your barrel picks? So for ourselves, bourbon hunters, we have one that's old Forester. It's in the works. Um, that's supposed to be next year in the springtime. Um, but as far as us, bourbon hunters, that's the only one we've ever done. But we've been invited on a lot of barrel picks. Um, I know what, Brett, you did old Forester with me, right? Did you Have you done any other with me? 
I think it was just Old Forester, other than like the Bourbon 30 was kind of like a barrel pick that we did in a way. Yeah. But other than that, just those two. Yeah, man. Oh, we um, yeah, 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 I've done probably fifteen or twenty. Yeah, Manly is a is a um, uh, you know uh, interesting cat, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Ne- never had a bad time in his life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, kid, that kid is fun. That, that dude is on one all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time there. That's for sure. <laughs> It, so you, it almost doesn't seem like it should be legal. Yeah, we know. <laughs> You're running the place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So do you guys do your barrel picks for like, you know, for your bourbon clubs or do you sell it or how, how do you guys like, you know, um, you know, how do you guys, you know, do, dispense sure. those bottles? So we don't have a club. Um, so okay. whenever we whenever we do a pick, it's either as a guest of another club or like this old Forester that we're doing. We We basically have to pretty much purchase the entire barrel. Um, and then we distribute it with our friends and, and other people that listen to the podcast, stuff like that. So, okay. Yeah. And is there, is there a, um, so like when you guys are doing barrel picks, like, is there a profile that you guys are trying to find that you know you're going to like, and that maybe the people that follow the bourbon hunters are also going to like? Well, I mean, we've only done one, like I said, so we don't really have a profile that we've, you know, gotten into. But when I do like bourbon enthusiast or mashing mashing journey, they definitely have a profile that they're trying to approach and trying to find. Um like mashing journey, for example, he really likes a long finish. Um, you know, it, not necessarily uh alcohol, but like a long, you know, maybe a rye heavy finished or just something that lingers on your tongue. And a lot of times that goes to to what Brett likes and that, that viscosity. Um, bourbon enthusiast is similar. But he's always looking for something just maybe a little off profile uh, from what you would normally get off the shelf. Um, that way, people are getting to experience something that they wouldn't necessarily get off the shelf at a grocery store um, or a, a what, do you, what do you call it? A pack? A, a pack? A the giant packy? eagle. Before you move south, what is it called? It's called the packy in New England. The packy. They they don't believe in package store. They call it the packy. See, we got at least one listener. Yeah, somebody somebody follows (laughs) the content. Yeah, Yeah. I might go through laws, but I I come through and I'll listen to like Mm, three or four. Yeah, New England has a lot of wild uh, slang. I would say like water fountains a bubbler and the remote control is a clicker. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So you head to the packy. I used to work up in Boston, Waltham actually. Oh yeah, I know it. I know it. Well, uh, yeah. So I used to work up there. I I did get used to some of the slang. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you what do you call a shopping cart at the uh, Giant Eagle? Like in in Ohio, what is it called? Is it called a shopping? In Ohio, cart? it's not a buggy. It's a shopping cart. It's a shopping cart. All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. buggy down here. In New England, it's a carriage. <laughs> oh, it's a carriage. It's a carriage. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard for me to get on. Board, oh, dude, man. you get lost up there. I'm telling you, <laughs> that is a carriage. So, so Brett, th- speaking of Ohio, so you guys mm-hmm. are very. Um, close to Kentucky, right? Which is obviously the mecca for uh, American spirits, um, American whiskey, specifically bourbon. Do you guys feel like Ohio gives you any sort of advantage? I know we talked about Weller a little bit, but is there any sort of advantage being that close to Kentucky for finding good bourbon? Oh, yeah, because it's just easy. I mean, it's a three-hour drive. It's easy to do a day trip down there. And, you know, I know, sorry. (laughs) Well, that's to a distillery. It's only two hours to the border. So, I mean, you can go to you know, the stores right there. So it's, it's definitely an advantage that we probably take for granted. Um, and you know, and I went to school down there too. Right. So then like there's, I always like to go down there and just kind of be reminiscent of being in college and whatnot, but yeah, it's, it's definitely cheating a little bit. So, 
you know, sorry for the people out there in Texas and Arizona and all that. <laughs> would you just, would you just take like a weekend trip though? Like a, a, a like a, a, like a quick run, like on a Saturday, like I'm going to run down and see what I can get and come back. Or is that like a planned sort of thing? We've done that hundred yeah. percent. We've done that. Yeah. Multiple, for the old Forester pick. Yeah. That's yeah. we exactly did that on the old Forester pick. We left early. We stopped by Buffalo trace. Um, do we hit somewhere else? Can't remember. No. We were late to the pick because we thought the Buffalo Trace. And then we did the old Forester pick, and then I think we hopped over to Evan Williams um, and then popped out. So, yeah, Yeah. all in a day. Wow, that's crazy. And and we went down another time that wasn't a pick and hung out for a day and came back. Yeah, we do it from time to time. It's a long day, but it's not an awful day. No. Wow. Not when there's bourbon involved. Yeah. I might be reaching out to you guys. I got some. We have some friends out in Columbus. We were going to take a trip out for like a weekend, a long weekend. Absolutely. Come out, and, please do. You, know, sure. you definitely want some local tour guys and some talent to to take you to the spots. Because yeah, yeah. like when Rudra told me about the Century Bar, shout out to my man Rudra Trevetti yeah. from Middle West Spirits. But that place looked fire, and I didn't even know you were going to be coming, dude. He didn't tell me that, so I guess that was well, gonna be like just, a low key surprise. Me day of, yeah. Because I I last minute asked him to come on the podcast. He's like, I'm actually going to Century Bar to meet Black and Brown. Yeah. I was like. Well, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm down he, the roll. <laughs> right. So, yeah, he invited me, and I was like, well, uh, yeah, sure. And then he canceled because he uh, got sick. But, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll definitely reach out. Yeah. So, so in you guys' picks and your collaboration with, with Jason from, is it MASH and Journey? MASH and Drum. Drum. MASH yeah. and Drum. So, so his show is MASH and Drum. There's okay. another show out there called My Bourbon Journey. Okay. Together, they formed a bourbon club called MASH and Journey. Oh, so got you. I got you. Yeah. So, so in in their picks, like what have you what have you learned from him during collaboration or picks, and what did, what has his kind of input been to your team? So, I, to be honest, when we first started out, it was almost like you know I was reaching out to you guys, talking to people, and he reached out to me, and I went and checked out his YouTube channel, and I saw they had like fifty thousand subscribers, and I was like, yeah, we're not ready for you yet. So I actually <laughs> responded back to him. I was like, listen. Let us figure out our format because we had no idea what we were doing at the time. We were just talking and eventually that just became our thing. We just talk about our lives and drink bourbon and review it as we go, But Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, which actually ended up becoming something I guess people wanted to listen to for some reason. But um, So I told him, I was like, listen, I'll come back to you after we figure out our format and all that. And um, so eventually, I think it was about a year later, I had him on the show and – I don't want to claim credit for the fact that he's now at 80,000 uh, subscribers, <laughs> yeah. but that happened after he was on our show. So oh, I'm thinking uh, that, yeah, I mean, he got 30,000 more subscribers. Yeah, yeah. he showed house. up with 50 yeah. and left with 30,000 more. Yeah, that's you guys. Hey, hey by the way, we, 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 I mean, it we, wasn't overnight. We've launched a couple of careers over here, too. Oh, wow, exactly. But he is a, I, I mean, doubt it. he was a big get for you guys. Like, oh, I, for sure. I, I mean, because yeah. I, I mean, as I was, um, Starting my bourbon matriculation, as we like to say. There's a couple of YouTube um, channels that I was watching, and Mash and Drum was one of them. Mm-hmm. Like I watched yeah. this show faithfully, as well right. as uh, the Bourbon Junkies. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Bourbon Junkies, Junkies that's a good one. Yeah, those yeah. are so those were my two. But yeah. Jason, what I liked about him is that he he was he was more off the beaten path. Like I feel like he wasn't reviewing a lot of the stuff that everybody's like always yeah. all yeah. over. And he had like that New York kind of accent, which I was surprised right. that he was in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, well, and he's, he's from New York, but transplanted yeah. into Ohio. Yeah. yeah. So what's, what's been your biggest takeaway, though, working with him, like on his process? Because he, he's very meticulous about tasting whiskey. He is. And 
I, I think we were by the time he came to us. We don't necessarily you don't get to see it necessarily because you're listening to us. Um, but he's definitely added a whole mentality to us that we didn't have beforehand. And and the big part of it is he's professional. I mean, that's, we're not, he is. And so he brings that to us. But I think what's funny is he lets his hair down. Not that he has any hair either, but he lets his hair down when he's with us and kind of, you know, starts doing some things and riffing with us that he wouldn't do on his show because it's all kind of scripted in a sense. Yeah. Um, but I think what he's brought to us is, more than anything is every time he comes over to my house or wherever, if we go up to him, he brings out all these bottles we just would never have access to. And so we get to taste things against each other that we would never, ever, ever get a chance to taste. It's almost like uh, Black Bourbon Maverick and all the, the bourbon run that you guys do when they pop out stuff that you're just like, you know, that you've maybe never had before. Right, same, right. Yeah. Same type of thing. It's like that with him every time. We don't ask him to bring anything, but he just shows up with a box full of like four bottles. And I'm just like, <laughs> man, it's a, it's a box of goodies every time. Every you know I mean? time. Yeah. I mean, we That's did good. a Halloween episode uh, last week. And I was just a blast. Yeah, it was a blast, but we weren't even going to do anything special. And then he comes over with these bourbons that I'm just like, man, we're, we're eating Halloween candy. We don't (laughs) like upper tier bourbons here. This is, and he, you know, that's just how he rolls. He's got so much. I mean, he's never going to get through it. He knows it. And his whole mantra is it's not about the bourbon. It's about the people you drink it with kind of like, you know, uh, Freddie Johnson and, and, you know, those types of people like, yeah. Um, you know, and that always hit home to me. That's how I feel too. I've got a pretty, you know, it does. It's not as big as your uh, your bourbon uh, club. Oh, Delta. get out of here, man! <laughs> no, you you got like a legit yeah, room. Man, shoot, man. Like you a have le- like a speakeasy or something. Yeah. yeah. So, so for our listeners, we got to get your at. You got to go and check out his whiskey room yeah, because it's pretty nice. You know, you got the you got the bookshelf doors. It's it's recessed, <laughs> and then you go in, and it's like le- a legitimate speakeasy. Now, it's. It's a galley style. It, there's not a lot of room. <laughs> it's a galley style. It's a galley. No, I'm, You're I'm right. being serious. It's, it's very narrow, but it is. I mean, there's room to drink. There's, you know, I've got a shelf that I put in there for drinking, but, but no. And you know, what's funny is I actually used your bourbon room as part of my uh, inspiration. You know, the, the gas piping. Yeah. That's I right. did that too. I did that for my shelves. And so a lot of what I did was based off of what I saw from yours. It was, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. I'll let my wife know. So, yeah. so Brett, do you have a, do you <laughs> have a bourbon room or what do you, what do you store your whiskey? No, in? I don't really have a bourbon room. Yeah. Coming soon. Just kind of like a shelf that I put everything on. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just a shelf. It's in the basement. I should clarify. It's not like in my kitchen, just like this giant <laughs> bourbon shelf. Um, like I don't have kids or anything, right? So I don't really feel like I need to have a dedicated bourbon room because any room in the house can be the bourbon room, right? Yeah, wow. That's um, nice. But I do have like upstairs, I have a cabinet that I dedicate to like, I rotate kind of what I'm enjoying, but then I always have good stuff in there. So if people come over, you know, I, I always open up the cabinet. And I'm like, try whatever you want. You know, and of course, I feel like everyone always reaches for Blanton's every single time. And I'm like, I mean, you know, that's every time. Gold standard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't care, but I'm usually like, go to the Eagle Rare behind it. You'll like that better. Yeah, they don't get it. They Facts. want to go for the, the, the yeah. rumor bottle. They, yeah. want, they want the John Wick bottles. Yeah, they, they want, want the John Wick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you guys just recently opened up, what is it, like like a four gate? It, it was like a special bottle um, recently? Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember the exact name of it. It was, it was a. Uh, was it a toasted? Is that what it was? Or del- it was a double barrel? Yeah, yeah. Double yeah, because I remember you said you, um, the, the price collection. tag on it was like a couple bills, right? Yeah, it was I like think it was 50 or something. 
something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it it, it was good, but it, I just don't feel like it was worth that kind of money. Right. I mean, it was. So that was the episode we did the uh, limited releases from 2023. Yeah. And it was definitely I don't want to say worst of the four because it was still good, but it was the, our least favorite of the four that we tried. Okay. So do you think that's one of the things that's so because we all kind of started about the same time with on Instagram and with our podcast. So do you think yeah. that's one of the biggest changes in the industry that's happening right now in the whiskey space, like finishing and then these limited releases that aren't really meeting standards? Yeah. I, so that's a good point. I mean, limited releases have been happening for a little while. Like you, you can follow Four Roses back and, and different things like that. But I think, you know, we touched on it a little bit uh, the last time Jason was on, and, and I think it was actually that Michter's episode with the limited releases, the same one you were talking about. You know, they started doing that toasted barrel, and everyone got into toasting. You know, right. that's that's become a big thing, toasting. Um, but then also, yeah, like you mentioned, a finished barrel, you know, different finishes, sherry or port or, you know, Oloroso or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. I think a lot of people are trying a lot of different finishes. I know, um, you know, Starlight, they're doing a crazy bunch of things with uh, finished casks, Nulu, same thing, honey barrels, stuff like that. I'll say honey barrel, yep. Yeah, and, and some of them are, are big hits. Some of them are big misses, but I think... I'm I'm never going to be upset with them trying new things, but you're right. It it has kind of gotten a little out of hand in some some regard because I think they know they can bottle anything, and if it's finished in something people have never heard of, they're going to buy it up. Mm. They and at some point, I think there's going to be a you know law of diminishing returns where people stop buying everything that comes out just because it has a fancy barrel finish or a fancy port or wine finish or or whatever. at some point that's going to stop happening and people are going to go to what they know is going to work. Okay. So does it kind of remind you? Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Brett. I was just going to say, it kind of reminds me of like the craft beer craze, right? Do you remember when there would be like just a couple like IPAs and the next Mm -hmm. thing you know, there's craft beer everywhere and people are making all these eccentric things. There's like a s'mores beer and a jalapeno beer and all these different types of finishes with beer. And it feels very, very similar to that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like some of these, these bourbon industries are almost like piggybacking off of it. Like let's try something different. You know, someone was successful with, you know, again, making a jalapeno beer, making a, a s'mores beer, a vanilla, you know, latte beer, whatever. So that's it's just very mindful of that. Okay. So Brett, if you could craft your perfect bourbon, Ooh. what what, oh, man. what would it be? And I Good have the question. same question for you too, dude. Oh, I'm glad you went first. I can thank. So yeah, <laughs> I feel like my perfect bourbon's in the one teens. Okay, so like somewhere between like you know one thirteen, one seventeen, somewhere in that area. That would be the perfect proof. Um, it would have a long finish, high rye bourbon, most likely. Very very viscous on the palate. And then I'm a huge fan of, you know, like the grandpa candy, like the the Werther's original butter toffee, mm. oak leather kind of stuff. That would probably be my my perfect bourbon, maybe at about like 10, 11 years old. Oh, okay. hey, yeah. very specific. Yeah. And, you, and, you went, <laughs> and you wouldn't finish that. And Warehouse that. K, too. And yeah. Warehouse K, Warehouse K. Back corner, fifth floor. And you wouldn't finish that in anything, right? You just want no. Kentucky no. straight. All right. Good. It kind of sounds like you guys think, you know, this whole finishing game is a little gimmicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It is, but there's a niche market to it. I, sure. There's people that are going to love it and people are going to stay with it. And just like craft beers, I think, to this day, there are still people that, that, you know, gravitate to that type of thing. I think that's going to continue happening, but it's, I, I think it's going to spike and then come back down and level out somewhere. Okay. I don't think it's going away, though. Yeah. 
Nah, and so it's always going to be straight bourbon whiskey. And you're, you're a perfect bourbon, dude. What is it? Gosh. Um, I would say a little bit lower in proof, probably more like in the 110 to 115 range. I know that's not much different. We're <laughs> throwing deck chairs off the Titanic at this point. Um, <laughs> but Never heard that, that phrase. But <laughs> um, Sorry. I... My brother said that to me one time when I lost like five pounds when I was 275 pounds. He said, yeah, that's like throwing deck chairs off the Titanic. Let's not get excited. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, okay, fair enough. Um, he wasn't very supportive. Uh, but uh, no, I'd say 110 to 115, but I would say weeded for me or mm. a four grain. Four okay. grain maybe that, that still has that little bit of rye spice to it. Like That's why I really gravitate to that Middle West Spirits uh, yeah. bourbon because it's a four grain. A little bit of rye, wheat, uh, you know, the malted barley for that smoother edge at the end. And I don't know. I like a long finish. I like that viscous. Uh, so 110 to 115 weeded or, or four grain. And then maybe I'd say like right in that 10 to 12 year range because weeded takes a little bit longer to mature. But yeah, Dope. not too far from bread, I guess. I like yeah. that. Yeah. That sounds like two fantastic bottles. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> a weeder. So, Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm right. I'm definitely a weeder. Oh, so oh, we we would be down for a bourbon pick. Don't front. We can we can come to Columbus and go to Middle West <laughs> hey, and pick listen, a barrel. I'm man. waiting for my invite to the Black Bourbon Run. Hey, hey, man, just show yeah, up. Bro. You know what I mean? You know the guy. You Reach get, out. You get you can coach everybody on a uh, fitness class. We'll do CrossFit. We'll wake up one morning and do CrossFit. <laughs> we are not doing CrossFit. CrossFit. I am not I'm doing CrossFit. CrossFit. <laughs> Listen, I know we're getting close to time, but I do want to hijack a couple things before we finish. So yeah, go me... for it. What? Go for it. <laughs> just to clarify. All right. This is me being Brett right now. Jack Daniels is bourbon. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's not an opinion. It. We'll put the even, poll up. We'll put the poll even, up for the listeners. It doesn't matter. The master <laughs> distillers call it bourbon. Yeah. The master distiller at Jack Daniel says it's bourbon. Now, this is the reason why. LeBron calls himself the goat. That don't mean he's a goat. <laughs> no, I that's mean, true. But I will say they follow all of the rules that it requires to be bourbon. The the charcoal filtering does not count against it. Luxro does the same thing for their Ezra Brooks. It's it's still bourbon. Charcoal filtering is a subtractive, not an additive. So you can do that. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I, I get it now. So, so it removes impurities. It doesn't add any flavor. So that's why it can still be considered a bourbon. They just choose to be called Tennessee whiskey. That's all. Yeah. Okay. So okay. does Luxro do it? Um, you know, you know. I, I guess before bottling or into the barrel. Do you know where? So Jack Daniels a- does it from the distillate. Before it gets barreled, okay. uh, I'm not a I'm not 100 sure when Luxro does it. Okay, I can't imagine. I can't imagine it, it would either be obviously before bottling or after yeah. distilling, but I, I don't know when Luxro does it. But yeah, it, okay, that that doesn't change anything because because charcoal is more of a like that's a filtering thing. Filter, yeah. yeah, it's a filter. It's not a, and dude, yeah. and dude said he's not gonna go back and forth yeah, with you on not. that shit either. I mean, <laughs> dude, dude pool coming through with the research. <laughs> I like it. He said I got a few things to yeah. clarify. But you're right and, though, because they say you know no no avid you know you know um. You know, um, no, adding anything to it, right? And, right. And the chocolate is but you can subtract it. You can yeah. subtract it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I never but thought about I've that. Got, way. I've got three more hijacks. Go for uh, it. Go okay. for it. <laughs> Taking over the plane. He's been but taking I, notes the, the whole bur- time. The bourbon hijackers. We're changing the name. I, I, the bourbon hijackers. That's, that's it. So <laughs> the next thing, Filmland Spirits was mentioned last week. They were in an episode of us. Outstanding distillery. They're sourcing, but they're doing some great stuff. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not plugging. Not taking over. Yeah, Rise plugging. of the Robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bottle, super cool bottle. Yes. Yeah, that's a dope label. We had Moonlight Mayhem on the episode where we interviewed him. 
And the story, he's he's formerly a Hollywood director, so it's that's where all that came from. That's where that uh, the genesis of like the the movie posters and stuff on their bottles. Their bottles are the coolest things ever. Yeah. So I wanted to I wanted to point that out. That was an awesome uh, mention Yo. that he had that bottle last. I don't week. think I've ever like, seen that anywhere either. I was looking yeah. for it too. Once he brought that up on the podcast, yeah, it happened I saw in Kentucky. It, yeah, but I you saw it on the website. Spirits online. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's on the website. Yeah. By the way, I, I hope y'all know. Four of them. Dude is over here doing cleanup on our episode, Dude, right? And it's perfect. Listen. I'm not trying to take it away it's from just, you. We, we might have to do come come to do the cleanup every week, <laughs> every week. And from Bourbon Hunters, do I'll, pool I'll with the cleanup. <laughs> All right, keep I going. Two, I like it. I, I got like two it. left. The two All left right. on the cleanup so line for your, for your Nim episode last week. Wheezy. Yes. All right. Yes. For me, it was Old Forester Signature 100 proof because they're just solid for $25, silently moving under the under the radar. You know. Like uh, oh, okay. Uh, Real okay. G's okay. moving silent. Okay. <laughs> like lasagna. Yeah, like lasagna. So they're they're twenty five dollars <laughs> for an old Forester one hundred signature. They just they just keep pumping out good stuff. It's amazing. It always stands up in blinds, and that's the way I took it. Is they're just silently, you know, producing. Oh, oh yeah, dude, dude's no, a listener. No one talks about it. I'm a listener. He's a listener. And then uh, <laughs> the next one was cannabis, right? All right, we might have to put out the yellow tape. <laughs> and so for me, the way the lyrics you used were like uh, people trying to follow up after, you know, he laid down his lyrics, right? Yep. Michter's toasted. Everyone started doing toasted barrels after them. So I Michter's toasted for me is is the the reference for that one. The cannabis, because, okay. Yeah, because everyone started trying to do toasted barrels. You're right about that. Yeah, yeah. So but I mean, so they were the one. It became a thing, the, rather than you know, um, you know, yeah. Michter's dropped their bottle. But, yeah. but what's right. the what's the original the toasted dude? You know the original yeah. toasted. Yeah, there we go. Who's, who's the mean, ori- who's the original toasted bourbon? I, I don't know if anyone did it before them, but they did it the best. I know that. When they no were back in like 2014, 2013, something like that. You want you want to tell them silverback? Nah, you go ahead. Yeah. Is there, no, is tell your, it's it's a Woodford double oak. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I mean, but that's not necessarily a toasted as much as a double oaking. That's a like a double barrel situation. You, you, know you have I mean? to argue with the master distiller. It yeah. says right on the no, bottle, no, it's no, toasted. I mean, <laughs> but they just they don't call it a toasted. No, they're right. They don't. Yeah, they, they don't, don't call it. Yeah, they don't advertise it. But that's. Right. But, but Elizabeth was clear. She was like, we were we were the originators. <laughs> oh, that's a super marshmallowy. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Light yeah, toasted. Dope. On that side. Okay. Real dope. So substitute in Woodford Reserve then for. We got one back. Trying to follow. Dude, dude pool with the cleanup. Thank you. <laughs> I just, I, I just that. got cleaned up. What are you talking about? That was and, dope. That was and by dope. the way, this is our season ten in Nim, and so we've had yeah. an opportunity to interview and talk to and have people on our show who um, we've been following for years um, as guests, right? So, I guess for you guys and running your podcast, who who's been your most memorable guest other than Jason from Mash and Drum, right? Who who else has been like a very memorable guest on your podcast? I know who Brett's was. Go ahead, Brett. Do you? So I know what you think you're going to, what I'm going to say. Oh, it's, I'm not it's who say it is. You're, you're not saying it just so no. you can say it. Okay. Bless you now. So, so, yeah. so all right. <laughs> I was, in, I'm, was, is in love with Jackie Zykan, right? So when she was on the show, <laughs> get in line, she pal. was just like, uh, right, I know, yeah. get in line. Um, but that really wasn't who I was going to say. I'm serious. So <laughs> she is that, super cool, man. No, she's super she cool. is. She's, I would love to have a drink with her. Jackie, if you're listening from we're in Kentucky, have a drink with me. She Don't might promise. be single again. I won't stalk you. Oh, dude, um, dude coming through with the info. <laughs> um, but Greg Metz, honestly, Greg Metz from Old Elk. Oh, Greg Metz. Oh. You guys had him too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, you, you, I thought you've I saw been it. out on site, right? Yes, yeah. we have. Yeah, we actually yeah. we actually you, picked right? a barrel out there that went missing in action. In the ether oh, so we, we raise our glasses to the lost the barrel. Yeah, yeah. Sure. it happens the all the time. It was a fire barrel. Was there was there anything with that Greg Metz interview though that you took away, Brett? That you were like, and by the way, for our listeners, Greg Metz is master distiller at Old Elk, right? Was there anything that you took away from that that interview that just stuck with you that made it memorable? Um, so I'm a nerdy guy. Um, he's a, yeah, a chemist by that. trade and it's like getting to talk about like chemistry. Like that was so much fun with him and just, you know what I mean? Doing all these weird sciencey things. And like I said, I'm a closet nerd. I don't like to advertise it too much, but <laughs> yeah, that he was says on every episode. So how closet can he really, <laughs> well, not that many people listen. So it's fine. <laughs> Hey, we're at 10,000 downloads a month now, man. Yeah, I was about to say, man, you guys yeah, hit a milestone yeah. recently, didn't you? You guys yeah. hit, yeah, like, I mean, well, how many episodes was it? Well, that was 100,000. 100,000, yeah, yeah, I saw we're, wow. we're well past that now. It just, it's been crazy. I, I joked around earlier about us affecting Mash and Drum, but he definitely got us. Oh, oh. The first episode he was on with us, he mentioned it on his live stream. We immediately doubled in size. Wow. And it's been nothing but since. And it, again, we haven't done any type of advertising. It's like you guys, you, do, you haven't done any advertising. No. You just have an Instagram presence. Yeah, yeah. heck no. No. Let's, let's go and ahead so, and get Mash and Drum's we, number. We have day jobs. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we have nine to five. This is a hobby. Same. I mean, yeah. I don't right now, but normally I have a day job. <laughs> so, most memorable guest for you, uh, dude. Well, I thought he was going to say Jackie's High Can. I was going to say Greg Metz. Um, <laughs> we probably should have talked about this ahead of time. Right, right. No, Greg Metz was awesome because he, like, I learned a lot from him. And I'm a nerd just like Brett is. He's a little bit more, you know, medical chemistry type nerd than I am. But, like, the fact that he told us that, you know, he'll take the, the bourbon down to, to 40% uh, percent alcohol to taste it and try to find those impurities and different things like that. Like I was like, oh, that's actually pretty neat. I never even would have that's thought right. of that. Yeah. And then you know his history. You're gonna have from proof. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he could just he sees things that would make a a barrel become you know bad with those lower proofs. And but like his history in the industry and you know the MGP all the way back to MGP. Like he was you know that's the stuff that everyone's going bonkers over right now. Yeah. Is stuff that they created. Yeah, and that. He was a huge part of that process of, of what they do now and what their distilling process is. So, you know, to me, I think that is a that was one of my favorite just for that reason. That's that's why we call him everybody's ghostwriter because yeah. he's the fa- yeah, the man behind sure. some of your favorite spirits. Yep. Yeah. You know? No yeah, doubt. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's dope. So you- and he's such a nice guy. He has sent us so much stuff. Like old elk yeah. continues to send us things that we you know we don't ask for or anything, and they're just they're very generous. We do we do appreciate them. Yeah, they're super yeah. dope. Yeah, awesome, man. All right, so I've mentioned that this is season 10 of NIM, right? And so we got this new segment that we call What Does NIM Think? And so you guys can tag team this. You can ham and egg it. Um, but your your category tonight for What Does NIM Think is hunt or punt? Because you guys are the okay. bourbon hunters, right? And so you got to let our listeners know the best states where they can go hunt bourbon. All right, so I got a list of 10 states that might be in and around KY, but maybe somewhere, some venture out outside of KY, Kentucky, that is. <laughs> and um, so, and I want you to let our listeners know if this is a state where they should hunt or should they punt. All right. I like this. You I got like it. This. All right. Yes. So, the, so the first state, this one is very near and dear to me. This is my home state, Virginia. 
you guys have, I don't know, I mean, you guys are in Ohio, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess that you've been to Virginia at some point. Would you say hunt or would you punt? I would hunt only at a specific distillery. Is there a specific oh, okay. distillery Sp- there? Spitchell Bars. Spitchell Bars. Well, I mean... I believe, John yeah. Bowman. Yeah. Yeah. Bowman. Yeah, yeah. Bowman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Smith. Right. So you I would hunt there. All right. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So VA gets Same. hunt. Same. I like it. <laughs> All right. What about Pennsylvania? Uh, what about it? <laughs> I'd say punt. I've, I've, every time I've looked there, it's been nothing. And, and people from Pennsylvania just flood the border to Ohio all the time. So there must not be much there. <laughs> yeah. I've never hunted there. So. Oh, wow. Okay. So PA is PU. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What about West? Wait, he's had that one in the pocket all day. <laughs> I have. I mean, I read that on the way over. He's waiting to pull that trigger. Pow. All right. So what about West Virginia? That's a hunt. Yeah. Really? Yeah. They, they, listen, I can say this because my family's from West Virginia. They don't have much money there. So <laughs> the good stuff sits on the shelves. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh wow! This wow. is like uh, I, I, a buddy of ours, Jeff Brett, will go down to West Virginia all the time and just pick up stuff off the shelves, and he's just like, I, I can't believe this was sitting there. What what quality of stuff though? Is it like Blanton's like, or is it like B-tack B-tack. Or anything, But nothing like that exactly. But um, but just stuff that uh, is hard to find on shelves, but would be considered shelvers normally. Yeah, like EC barrel proof or something like that. I would say, right? Yeah, like little things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dope! I like that. Oh, wow, you said little things like that. Wow, this the hunting is. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so We're let's spoiled let, in Ohio. let's let's pick on little brother a little bit. Uh, Tennessee. Oh. Uh, I've hunted in Tennessee. There's some pretty high secondary prices. It's the only thing you can see a lot of stuff on the shelf. So. If, but if you if you get it to a, like a more of a rural area, sometimes those prices aren't yeah. there. So. But they get some decent stuff. Hmm. Okay. So hunt for Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth hunting. You just have to shot like price shop. But yes, I, I hunt to look when I'm there. I'm not going to do the rural areas in Tennessee, though. I'm going to. Yeah. Know, yeah. You got to stay out. I'm going to stay in lit roads. Yeah. We're going to stay with the street lights. <laughs> yeah. Stay in Nashville. No cap. No cap. Nash Vegas. All right. What about Indiana? Great. That's a hunt. hunt. Yeah. All hunt. day long. All yeah. day long. There's a couple places right over the border from Ohio. There's a Papa Joe's. It's no longer Papa Joe's now. They're part of an Indiana, a larger conglomerate or something. But um, they always have a ton of barrel picks. They may not have, well, I guess I've gotten like an EC barrel proof there. But like they may not have like crazy, uh, you know, allocated stuff. But they definitely have a ton of single barrels in circulation there, which are what Brett and I really like, I think. Yeah. so. Interesting. All right. I've never gone to Indiana to hunt bourbon. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I've, I've never been to Indiana. No. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <Flat. laughs> except for Hoosiers. MGP, yeah, MGP yeah, maybe. there. Yeah. We played the Colts there in 03. That was my only time ever in Did you Indiana. Win? We did win. It's a nice, nice. stadium. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a nice stadium. Yeah, it was, well, my, it, well, oh, it was a dome. In 03, it wasn't. It wasn't in 03. It's yeah, a nice stadium now. Great. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. very Lucas Oil is very nice. Um, all right. How about this one? Home of the bourbon junkies, Michigan. Michigan. Oh, I hunt there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's secondary, but if, and here's a caveat to all of these places that are secondary. As soon as you start to know someone, like for example, our, our honey hole episodes are all about Michigan and that's Tyler. That's where he's from. 
And so he goes up there and he knows a couple of the store owners up there and he just, they, they set aside stuff for him um, that would normally sell out pretty quickly and they give him decent prices. And so if it's a, if it's a secondary state, you can hunt there and you can get good prices. You just have to build up those relationships with the different owners. That's, wow. that's the thing about those types of places. And how do you guys feel about secondary prices? Do you guys pay secondary? I don't like them at all. I mean, I, I, but I, do you pay those prices? Like if you really want the bottle? On rare occasion, I, I, I'm the least likely to do it of our group. Tyler is the most likely to do it of our group. Brett's probably somewhere in between. It what? depends on the bottle. It depends right. on, have I ever had it? Is it something, you know, I'm really after, like, we'll say my first Blanton's ever, right? I would pay secondary price for my first Blanton's ever. Would I now? No. Yeah. So it's just all about what I haven't had or what I'm looking for. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious what that secondary bite was. I mean, what, what was the highest secondary you spent on a bottle? On Blanton's, at least anyway. On, I think on Blanton's the highest I ever paid was like a hundred, oh, maybe wow. one ten. Wow. I can't remember. Somewhere around in that area. Yeah, man. I sit for like one fifty now, man. That's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. not yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah I'm the same way. I spent a hundred dollars on a bottle of Blanton's for Tyler when we were on our first bourbon trip together because he had never had it before. But that's the highest I would go. Wow. Yeah. Nice. All right, let's go out west a little bit. Let's let's I don't know if you guys have been to these places. So if you haven't, just let us know. But what about Utah? Never been to Not Utah. Been. Yeah, same. Never, never been. Isn't, oh, U- isn't Utah a dry state? Well, High West is there. Well, I mean, I mean, so they exporting everything. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now yeah, I, know, yeah, I think they have like alcohol restrictions or limitations. Or I think their beer is like two percent. Oh yeah. yeah. What, what are we point. doing? What are we doing? Yeah, right I'm just now? curious. Yeah. What about Arizona? Arizona's a, a hunt for yeah, sure. Definitely hunt. Mm. Is that where your buddy got you some stuff? Well, Tom McCash, he's one of our members. He has relatives there. He goes there twice a year. Every time he goes out there, they'll they'll have tons of good stuff out there. Yeah. And sometimes even just BTAC sitting on the shelf. Yeah, like, yeah, it's Costco. Crazy. And Costco. Yeah. yeah. BTAC yeah. and Costco. Yeah. Damn. That's so crazy. Wild West, yeah. baby. Wild West. Yeah. I would think it would be yeah. like the Giant Eagle or something. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Costco? Costco, man. man. Okay, Costco. It's the giant armadillo out there. <laughs> Enjoys the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good callback, Delvin. What about, uh, what about California? Um. It's hit and miss in California. Um, there are some good because they're mostly wine. That's Napa Valley, all that stuff. Yeah. So they have some places that some good stuff sits on the shelves. Um, I could say you can hunt there for sure, but I, I think you just have to know where to hunt uh, when you're out there. Yeah. Brett, any experience in California? I, I've only been to Cali once, and I was not hunting bourbon while I was out there. Oh, um, sounds like I a story. I would assume. I would assume high secondary. Oh no, nothing crazy. It was like a work, nothing fun. Um, <laughs> I would assume they have high secondary because I've hunted in Vegas, which obviously, you know, Nevada's not too far away. And and those were all pretty high secondary prices yeah. from what I could find. But I was also in the strip where I feel like that's kind of to be expected. Yeah. You know, high secondary prices. I haven't gone like outside of Vegas to hunt. So Well, next time you go out there to California, OC bottle shop. Good spot to hunt. Okay. All right. Good um, to know. I was going to go to Nevada, but you just kind of mentioned Nevada. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, but I want to ask, because I know we talked about Ohio, but would you say that Ohio, for our listeners, if they are traveling, is Ohio hunt or punt? I, I say it's a hunt. I mean, if you're especially if you're in a state that doesn't get Weller, doesn't get Buffalo Trace, doesn't get Blanton's, we have a plethora. Oh, 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 he did go to Ohio State. <laughs> Not a plethora. <laughs> I learned that on my first day. Um, 
the orientation lady said it like five times. So it's just, <laughs> um, no, I, I think Ohio is good. The, the, the problem with Ohio, as Brett mentioned earlier in the episode, is when you have Antique and you have Weller Special Reserve, you have Buffalo Trace, you'll get seven, eight boxes in a, on a delivery day, but those boxes will be gone by 5 p.m. Mm, wow. So if you if you have a day off and it happens to coincide with a delivery day, which I mentioned, like a lot of the state now moved to Saturday, so you have to know where it's going to be and you have to go to the right place uh, and then possibly wait in line. But they generally get enough of Antique and Weller that even after the line's done, there'll be some Weller, a special reserve and Antique available. And 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 the funny thing about Ohio is a lot of the people here don't know when there's good stuff on the shelf. Like they'll have the Remus releases, you know, the the Gatsby or different things like that sitting on the shelf, and people just pass it by. Or they'll have the they'll have the Bardstown uh, Origin series sitting on the shelf, and and people don't grab it because they don't they don't know what it is. Yeah. So there's there's a little bit of that too. Like everyone wants everything from Buffalo Trace. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, we get a lot of Buffalo Trace, so we get Eagle Rare. I mean, not unfortunately, but like it plays into the taters, you know, the the Eagle Rare, the Blantons, the Weller Special Reserve, the Weller Antique, all those things come to Ohio. And so when people are in line, they'll pass up stuff that's actually better than that just so they can grab, you know, stuff from Buffalo Trace. And I, I feel like I heard you on an episode um, mention why... Um, you guys get like all the Weller and all that stuff. I, yeah. mean, I don't know if that was you, but if if, if you no, know why, explain that. So Mash and Drum had uh, the the I guess he's the the main guy behind OHLQ, which is the Ohio Liquor Agency. Um, they have an agreement with Buffalo Trace where they're trying to find the saturation point of Blantons and Weller uh, in Ohio, which they've never achieved yet because I think people are coming over the borders to basically raid our our supplies so every time weller and blanton and eagle rare are on the shelves they get bought up that day and so our buying power in ohio from buffalo trace's standpoint is just ridiculous so they just keep sending us more and more and more trying to find that saturation point and they're not finding it that's a great problem well, they yeah, try to find our saturation point they might <laughs> I want to get saturated. Exactly, man. We get nothing. We, I mean, we right. get nothing. Saturate me, dog. We get nothing. I mean, seriously. I mean, have you ever seen an antique 107 on the shelf? Never. 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 I think, the only, I think the only other time we saw Buffalo Trace in volume was when we went to Oregon. And we saw it everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. every store we went in was like at least 10 bottles yeah. on the shelf. Yeah, it was Buffalo ridiculous. Trace is the one that you'll see a lot yeah. of times. Yeah, but I just... Yeah. This is amazing, man. We, sprinkle I mean, me, man. <laughs> sprinkle me, man. Sprinkle me, man. I just, I just never go into like my local ABC store and see like an anti one hundred and seven. Oh, I have that. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you, it's never on the shelves. It's sitting on a box on the floor by the register, and then it's gone that day. The yeah. day that it arrives, it's gone. Well, I'm so, just saying this alpha, but, it, but a lot shows yeah. up. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and and Weller Antique. The funny thing about that is, it's like you know prison cigarettes like people take that God damn and, <laughs> yeah <laughs> your metaphor was a hit in the night brother <laughs> <laughs> i love pop culture so there's a lot of metaphor um no it's like 55 60 dollars here and so people will turn around and they'll trade it for for bigger things sure yeah. like uh, yeah and, and so that's what i mean by the prison cigarettes they'll they'll use it as you know currency, currency for yeah, bourbon currency that they don't 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Bourbon currency. That's a good. It's a good word for it. <laughs> Cheers. I like I that. Like man, I well, think hey, nice job, man. Season ten of Nim. You guys just ate that up. Uh, what does Nim think? Nim from the Bourbon Hunters. Y'all know a lot, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> well, it, it's taken a long time. We didn't know much on our on our first few episodes. Like you guys, we're learning as we go. Hundred yeah. percent. So, 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 dude, clean up pool. <laughs> and our guy Brett. So tell the listeners where they can find and follow you guys on your social. So um, it's the people schnaz on Instagram is what it is. Um, yeah, and that's S C H N A Z schnaz. Um, and then I also have my personal account, which is my full name. I sound like a serial killer, but it's Brett Paul Bryan. I have three first yeah. names. It's the weirdest thing. It's definitely know, a serial right? killer. <laughs> it's like John Wayne Gacy. Every time I hear it, I'm like, I sound like a serial killer. Um, I don't do a ton with with either account. I need to. I probably like like people's things more than I post anything. Yeah. So no. I'm just I don't know. I kind of got out of the social media phase a couple years ago with some just just people being hateful and you know what I mean stuff online yeah. and I just just over it, you know, some political junk too and yeah. just fight back, man. Send them butterflies and flowers. They'll get over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know. And rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what about you, dude? Where can they follow you on social? I'm a uh, dude pool uh at instagram and then our podcast uh handle which i go through spurts it's the bourbon hunters um i'll post a lot of stuff and then i won't post anything and then i'll post a lot of stuff so um but yeah it's the bourbon hunters on instagram uh for the podcast and then dude pool for my personal and dude is your government name right It's my, it is my government now. That is 100%. We, I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. we got to talk about that. It's going to be some drinks. i got questions. <laughs> bring, it, bring it on. That's dope. You, you come to me. I don't care. Yeah. That's dope, man. I, I, actually, government, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah. <laughs> it's his government name. I was going to drive down to you guys um, because when you brought it up, I had gotten laid off, and I'm like, well, I, I'll just go down there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be but, dope. Uh, that'd be dope. Yeah, Next yeah. time. Yeah, next, yeah time. next time for sure. I'll yeah. come to you guys. Well, we're so. doing it again next season, so you know, there's there's time. There's time. <laughs> no. Well, well th- so, hey, hey, behind the curtain. Yeah. What's next season? So first off, it's your season eleven, right? See, next season, season ten. ten. This ne- is season next season, 10, right? season eleven. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so next season, season eleven. So who's the player you're going to reference it to? What number? Like number eleven. Who's who's number eleven? We can't, we can't, Isaiah, we can't tell Thomas, you. We can't man. tell Isaiah you yet. Come on, man. Come. But it's a very specific season that we're going to do next yeah. year. So okay. yeah, we can't then, give you, uh, we can't give you the what, spoiler. And you can't tell us what the subject's going to be or the topic. You got you got to wait for the Netflix trailer. I like it. The Netflix you guys trailer. Got picked up, huh? Yeah. 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 Well, th- thanks for coming through, guys. Man, we got to do this again. Yeah. Man. It was a long time coming. Um, yeah, I, we've been wanting to join up with you guys for a while. Yes, so. sir. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. That's dope, man. We appreciate you guys coming through. So for the listeners, go check out their um, content. You know, uh, subscribe to their joint. Give them some reviews. Definitely check out our content. Give us some reviews. Um, I'm your man, Cover the Plug, from my man, W.A. Stevens, the Silverback, and Delvin Joyce, the People's Choice. Yep. And before before you wrap, yep. and for Dude Pool and our guy, Brett, for Moorhead State. <laughs> Moorhead State. And the Ohio State University. The Ohio State University. Yes. Delvin, wrap us when you're ready. Yo, my guy Dupol came through with bars and the cleanup. The cleanup. The people schnoz <laughs> from the people's choice, man. You know what? Y'all y'all did y'all thing, man. Appreciate y'all coming through. Stay black. Keep hunting with the bourbon hunters and keep your burn. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like the addition. I like it.